School didn't teach us how to be good at love. So I created the Stubborn Love Podcast to help you navigate it. With my expertise in the marriage therapy biz, I'll share insights on topics like sex, money, and rock and roll. Um, I mean, navigating conflict and more. No matter what stage of relationship you're in right now, this podcast is for you. Every episode has actionable tips that will help you create a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life with the people you love. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe now and join me on this journey of love and learning for the stuff they didn't teach you in relationship school. Welcome back to Stubborn Love. Today we have Lily, a feminine and masculine dating coach with us all the way up from Arizona. And so uh, we are going to talk about dating and what that's like and the struggles we have. And she's going to share all her expertise with you today. So Lily, why don't you kind of introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them how you got to be a dating coach even. Oh, well, thank you, Paige. I'm excited to have this conversation. I love talking about love. I love talking about relationships. I love, basically, I love big, is what I like to say. <laughs> and I I help other people love big too. You know, wherever this conversation goes, I'm excited for the destination, which is sharing our expertise and our knowledge here with the audience. Well, page. Um, I do not teach what I have not gone through myself. So let me just put that out there. Um, I, I am big in integrity with my business, with the way I coach, the way I show up on social media. When it comes to what I've learned about dating is all come from my experience. And this is what I teach and um, I coach, you know, clients right now, um, soon to be group programs, but all about how, how we show up with ourselves is how we show up in relationship and whether that be whether we are with, um, you know, already in a relationship, but specifically my expertise is in dating. I went through, you know, um, a pretty traumatic childhood um, and Mm -hmm. through uh, toxic relationships that really just starved me, I feel like, of myself, my self-energy, disconnected from myself, and then went through a, a healing process of, I always say, coming back to, to myself, coming back home to myself, finding my authentic self um, within that healing. And um, the most recent realization is how I show up in relationship, again, is very indicative of how people treat me. So I like to talk a lot mm. about uh, about boundaries, specifically dating boundaries, um, but how boundaries are energetic more than anything else. Energetic. Tell me about that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I love talking about energetic boundaries. Um, I actually just put out a podcast a couple of weeks ago with a solo episode. We'll talk about that too, about um, energetic boundaries. So in the way that I see it is that energetic boundaries are really a communication and a roadmap to how people can treat you. And yes. sometimes it isn't always about words. Sometimes it's about how you show up. It's about um, knowing what your values are, but then being able to express them either with your body language, with your responses, with your um you know, there are, you know, I feel like a lot of people talk about boundaries in the way of communication, words, and verbal, but a lot of people also, and I, again, like I'm part of that club is 
some of us have trouble saying boundaries, but then also sticking with them. Yes. And so what I've realized is that, that that's what I mean about energetic boundaries. Not only is it what you say, but it's also like the way that you present yourself. Maybe not it's, it's not a wall that you put up within your heart, but it's like saying, do I value myself enough to say, uh-uh, this isn't good for me? Or, uh-uh, you know, or, um, you know, I really don't appreciate this. Um, perhaps can we have a conversation about this? Like, that's all energetic boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how um, do you work with a client who is struggling with that, you know, saying like, telling maybe the the toxic person that they're with and telling them, hey, you know, I don't want to do this anymore, but yet their behavior goes back into that. How do you help build themselves up mm. to be able to have that courage? Ooh, it's a process. I mean, you know, it's a process, I feel like, of, um, you know, the, the number one thing that I have noticed with myself and with my clients is being open to a better way and a better way within, within themselves. Um, some people, I don't know if you've, you know, feel this way, Paige, but I feel like some people come to us, um, and this is, if this is a call out, you know, I just want to say, you know, notice that within your body, if this is activating for you, if it's a trigger for you, um, let that be a message. But I do feel some, sometimes people come to me and come to us to solve your problems or solve their problems. But, but within, um, I don't know if this is a direct answer to your question, but it's just kind of where it's taking me. Um, we all have the power to have these energetic boundaries. And if we are in a relationship where we're not seen or we're not heard, there is a relationship that we have to have within ourselves to see and hear ourselves. And I believe that that's the first step. So what are the desires that you are really wanting from that other person? Are those the same desires that you're cultivating with the internal environment or internal relationship within yourself? I think a lot of times, um, and I've been there, y'all, I've been there. A lot of times we put a lot of power in other people's hands because of the way that they're acting, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it is a process. Like it, it definitely is. It's not just like, oh, one day I feel powerful and then I'm going to set this boundary, you know, which, which I know that, that I've been there before of like saying, again, like saying something that I want, maybe getting it, maybe not, but then how does, it's like a reflection. Um, you know, we, we tend to make meaning about that, about ourselves and it's all subconscious, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, there's this whole thing that happens, like go on down that line. But uh, I just, I think it's a process of coming home. It's a process of coming home back to ourselves. Does that help? Is that, does that answer the question? Yeah. Because I think what you were talking about is, you know, we lose our identity. We lose what we're truly wanting or searching for out of a relationship and giving them that power. So coming back home, it, it only makes sense that you'll get that power back to be able to actually get what you're seeking. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like it is, it's almost for me, I feel like it's a developmental process of probably something that we did not get like developed in, in other parts of our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it, technically you, you may be better at this than I am Paige, but, um, I'm not certified. I'm certified in life is what I like to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I've studied a lot of, uh, uh, great under a lot of really great practitioners and, and been mentored by them as well. Um, but it's, it's the process of differentiation, right. Um, mm-hmm. within a family structure. So, 
maybe that's not something we've ever done before. Y'all, I'm I'm going to spill it, but I'm 41 and it's really taking me me about 5 or 6 years to kind of figure out who I am without outside of like the struggles of my family or the struggles of my family mm-hmm. structure. Um and it really has been a developmental process for me of like not only it's not only emotional intelligence. It is that because I've, I I notice a lot of people that are in personal development have, have a lot of need or want to be developed or growing yeah. and have a lot of personal intelligence, but it's it's kind of separating yourself like who am I in this dynamic? Who am I without this dynamic? Who am I? You know, it's just like this process of kind of just separating um you know, from that well, what do you say about um, when when people change based on the different dynamics, would you say that's kind of an unhealthy behavior that, that people are going through? You know, it, it, whereas, you know, someone's single and maybe they act quite differently than when they're with a partner or maybe a particular partner who brings out maybe their more worse qualities. What, what mm. do you say about when that happens? Ooh, I don't know. know. Yeah. That's a great question. Um like for example when um we're you know from from a woman's perspective I'm speaking when we're with our girls and we're single and we're we're keeping, you know, um in the loop and we're actually staying social whereas whenever we partner up maybe we're not with our friends as much, we mm. are, are kind of flaky or something like that and so then our friendships really start faltering. Do you see that in your work with clients? Uh, I do. I love that question too because it's kind of tiptoeing a little bit in the archetype structure that I've come up with and I love talking about. So we if you want, we can get into yes. that. But I think it's all about I think it's all about boundaries, right? So and boundaries to me are um almost about what are your values? Like what do you value with yourself and maybe even your time? And when you get into relationship or even in dating. When you get into the prospect of relationship, mm-hmm. are you able to hold those boundaries internally so that you don't lose yourself? Right? Mm-hmm. Does that answer like it? Like yeah. what? What does that bring up? I see something. It yeah. brings up something for you over yeah. there. Well, no, I'm just thinking about like how. I mean, that makes total sense. You know, m- maybe getting into that dating prospect person, or or even finding you know and partnering up. That's so interesting, putting it in that concept concept of, okay, I changed because my, my value changed because of this person, but do I really like this value or do I like that old value when I was single mm. and, and that's what, what I truly want? Why, why did this value change based on this person? Those are such yeah. good things to think about. Well, and, and the way that I see like deep, I call it epic love magnetic relationship. So mm-hmm. the way that I see this forming is basically three entities, right? In that we have ourselves, we have the other, and then we have the larger circle of the relationship, right? And those all like, I need to be nurtured, that person needs to be nurtured, and the relationship needs to be nurtured. Mm-hmm. And I did not know this, girl. I This is not something that I learned. Um, this is not something I feel like a lot of people are aware of or that 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 I was that person that you're talking about, Paige. Like I lost all of my self-interest. I um, immediately picked up 
um, the habits, behaviors, the interests of the person that I was dating. And we lose ourselves in that. And not like, and this is very, this is nuance, right? This is very nuanced. I like to go deep real fast. Um, But if we do that, then it's not about our partner loses interest. We don't have to like entertain our partner. That partner should be entertained by themselves, just Mm -hmm. like we should. Right. So that's what I mean about values is like, I'm really, really big on values. This is something that I've worked really hard to develop in my personal growth. This is what I teach my clients and values is like, again, what is important to me? Mm -hmm. What, what lights me up? Can I give that to myself even within the parameters of this larger circle relationship and uh, with this, this partner, potential partner, for example, that has their stuff. And yeah. it's a good thing to note too when you're dating because does this partner want me to entertain them? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not my job. Mm-hmm. And what does that say about that? Yeah, exactly. Like, or am I looking for someone? Am I bored? Am I looking for someone to entertain me? Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole like, ooh, it's this whole like juicy enmeshment that happens, you know, in the honeymoon phase. But then that's where it starts to get rocky is because maybe people haven't been able to be in their in their like authentic or true self in that in that dynamic. And so it gets yeah. a little it gets very convoluted. Mm-hmm. So you, you had mentioned you developed this system of archetypes. Can you tell mm. listeners more about that? I love talking about this. Um, I'm so interested to get to get your take on this because this is um, something I call them archetypes, but they can also be um, thought of in phases, right? So, um, and people can, you know, you can dip your toe in one archetype and then have another toe dipped elsewhere. Okay. But I would say that for most of the time, like where you are now, whoever's listening to this, like where are you 51% of the time? And so we'll start with, so these are the feminine archetypes that I've identified in dating. So we have the chill woman. We have the mm-hmm. chill woman. And this woman um, is, her actions are, um, she finds herself really anxious, maybe on dating apps. Mm-hmm. Um, like the anxiety of maybe not hearing from someone in a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, she, sometimes she sleeps with, with people, with let's say man or woman, depending on, on what the orientation is, but that she tends to sleep with people quicker than what she would really like. Mm-hmm. So she finds con- like sex, like connection and sex, mm-hmm. and she tends to beat herself up about it. She tends to maybe not be very clear on what she is is looking for in relationship, like the Netflix, wow. Netflix and chill, for example, or um, the you know I've heard it a lot of like, oh, we'll just see what happens. And typically, mm-hmm. this woman is ghosted, right, because she does not have um, very clear and. Again, if this hurts y'all, I'm sorry, and we'll put out some solutions as well. But you know what the what yeah what this i the idea is is that um, maybe this woman is looking for connection um, out of boredom um, from sex, um, and she does she knows that it doesn't feel good, right? But Mm -hmm. there's these patterns that 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 happen with this woman, the chill woman. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna 
be honest. I identify a lot <laughs> with that chill woman type when I was dating. So mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, how'd she know how to say this one first? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I saw I saw you. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Um, and, and so what would the relationship dynamic be like for uh, the chill woman? Like what, how would that play out back and forth in the, the dating uh, life or, or if they're in a relationship? Well, in dating, like I said, the most of the reaction um, that I've seen, and I'm open to be wrong, so message me on Instagram or something like that, but the, the thing that I've seen is that they get ghosted a lot mm-hmm. um, because they they and they're no fault of your own of our own I've been there that we want connection right there are deep there are deep desires there for connection for love um, and because of the rush to connection typically we'll meet with like um, a, a man that is going to pull back pretty quickly, which is, mm-hmm. you know, again, I have, I have y'all, I'm just want to say this does not, um, this is not only feminine archetypes. I call out some men as well. If you want to get that, have some masculine as well. But so yeah, does that make sense? Um, yeah. There are a few other ones that I've identified as well, if you want to go on to that, but Please. does that help with your question? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Um, so the fortress woman. The fortress woman has her heart walled up like the Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. She um, may put herself out there in dating, but she finds um, fault very quickly. Um, in in whether you know if they're looking for if you're looking for a man or a woman, but she finds she's really easy to um, maybe feel attacked. Or mm. to um, find fault very quickly. So, and she may even think, and I, y'all, I have been there before. So, I want to let you know this was me. Mm-hmm. But I convinced myself for a long time that I was okay having a really dope house with like three thousand dogs. Okay, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. There are people that can be alone for sure. Um, but there was a part of me that really felt like that I had to close myself and wall up my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, likely this person has been very hurt before, but she doesn't open up enough to let people in. So she can feel very, um, like standoffish to some people. And, um, sometimes they will, uh, fortress women will attract, um, men that really should be in the friend zone, for example, Mm -hmm. like very friendly connections. And a lot of times they are really, um, better. They'll say, um, I'm, better friends with men or something like that. Like it'll be around that context. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with this woman as well? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So am I going to be all so juicy, right? You might be (laughs) like, I've gone, like I said, these can be like, for me, they showed up in phases. Right. So, and I, like we dip our toes, I feel like in, in some, um, Mm -hmm. the other, um, the other one I think is interesting to point out is the goddess woman. And this is going to be probably a little bit controversial if someone is in this in this space. Mm. Um, the goddess woman, in from what I have seen, is very self aware. She is busy. She has done a lot of personal development work. She has all of the books, you know, all of the personal development books um, in her bookshelf. She 
can probably diagnose someone just by talking to them. Someone as in like the person that they're that she's dating. She's yeah. um goes on a lot. She's like she's very busy on her Instagram. Like she's an Instagram goddess. Mm-hmm. And the prob the 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 behaviors when the goddess um goes out in dating is that it she finds it hard at least the the person that's receiving her her messaging or what have you they feel like that that it's hard for them to make time together right so oh. she's so deep in her in her personal development and her work which is amazing mm-hmm. and at the same time um is the relationship a priority? Like, how do you make connecting with people a priority? And there's a little, there's a lot of juice that goes on in there. Okay, sorry about that interruption. We had technical difficulties, but we are back. And Lily, you were talking about the goddess archetype. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mercury in retrograde, at least at the time of this recording, for sure. So we're back, though. Yay. Uh, Yeah. So continuing the conversation on the goddess, um, the goddess has this um, like push pull energy inside her. Like she may really want um, a, a relationship, specifically a conscious relationship. Um, but she's there's a time thing there like she she's probably you know lit up and enjoys life a lot but she wants she wants to be chased um which is great um and um there are certain things within maybe her energetic as it relates to the masculine that could be healed um she's probably very feminine or you know probably very aware of you know feminine energies at, at this point as we mentioned before i'll kind of recap she's very growth oriented um she's probably pretty awake you know as far as like um you know who she is um, and she's, you know, there's this, again, there's, there's this push pull that happens inside of her. You know, she's probably very lit up by a lot of things in her life. She travels a lot. She has a lot of friends. She wants a relationship. Um, but there's, there's a block somewhere about, um, how she's perceived from the masculine. Um, and so that, you know, there's opportunities there for sure. So we covered we covered all four. We covered the um, the chill. We covered the fortress, the goddess, and then this is where it gets juicy: the magnetic woman, the magnetic woman. And this is where I feel like I strive to be, um, and this is what I teach um, and coach about. And the magnetic woman is good with like she's basically that. Um, feminine pole in that dynamic of what we were talking about about before. So we have her, we have her potential partner, and then we have the relationship as a whole. So she knows who she is. She knows what she wants. Um, She is able quickly to set dating boundaries, to set boundaries in life. Um, She is aware of what her values are, and she's pretty good. You know, if you're talking about relationships, especially in dating, you'll see a lot of like 
um, you know, uh, information out there, which is, you know, another thing we can talk about too. There's a lot of information out there, but not a lot of embodying, which is something that I like to get on my pedestal about. So you just let me know. But it's, uh, <laughs> um, so she, um, the magnetic woman, again, she embodies a lot of the things that she wants to be, right? So she's, yeah. So, and what I like to say is she's open to receiving um, uh, information about men. She's open to receiving how people can enhance her life rather than complete it. Um, she's open to just being a magnet to the love that she does de- deeply and deeply want, you know, and, and I feel like that's everyone. Um And she is just open to learn, to learn more about herself in the way that it will help her open up her heart a little bit more in a safe way. Mm -hmm. Wow. So out of the four of them, would you say the magnetic one is really what we should all strive to be? You know, I don't want to put any... um, any kind of like shoulds on anybody. I don't want to should on no one, but I strive to be a magnetic woman um, because again, I feel like we are at our fullest when we can be ourselves and then everything around us, whether that be our purpose, our job, our relationship, our dating life can help fulfill us instead of like, instead of wanting it to fill some kind of empty take within us. Like I call it the self-love tank. Yeah. But yeah, so I strive to be a magnetic woman. I teach women to be magnetic women. And I feel like that is the most fulfilling um, for me. And I think it's something that I strive to be. And it's not – I don't get it perfect 100%. um, But I would say like for the most part, you know, like I'm open to receive love in all of the ways. All right, tech issues done, part two. <laughs> we are back again. Yes. <laughs> so, so we're 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 um we're um setting examples of good relationships coming back and coming in and coming back and coming in <laughs> in a healthy way. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so you told us about the archetypes. Um, I've been doing some reading on your stuff, and you've mentioned something about relationship polarities. Can you tell mm. me what that is and why it's important? Ooh, yes, I'd be happy to. I love talking about this topic. I do want to say first that this is, again, very nuanced, um, that if you go to wherever situation that you're in, like in a dating relationship or even a long-term relationship and be like, I want to have more polarity, I don't really know how that's going to go over. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do think it's something I would love to frame it for your listeners as in, Um, something to look at within ourselves, right? As you can tell, like I'm very, um, I'm very about healing our internal, internal environment or internal relationship with self so that we can present ourselves best for others in whatever context. Um, So polarity is super interesting um, Mm -hmm. to to me because again, this is not something that we were ever taught. Um, This is not something that um, is explicitly talked about. Um, we, I think a lot of times, um, have been modeled, uh, relationships that either are, uh, maybe like if like a submissive or subversive, 
subversive type of relationship or a 50 50 mm-hmm. relationship. Um, and this all comes from a, a work by, um, at least the way that I interpret it, from a man named David Data. So if y'all want to look that up, mm-hmm. um, I love it. Uh, it's, he has a book called Intimate Communion that I have an intimate communion with <laughs> every, <laughs> every few months. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, in polarity, what we're talking about is attraction, right? And but we're not talking about it in in the normal terms of attraction. Um, whether you are you identify as man, you identify as woman, wherever you identify on the spectrum of um, who you are, we all have a either a feminine pole that we hold or a masculine mm-hmm. pole that we hold. And again, I want to say that this is not um, completely uh, like if you're, if you're born female and you identify as female, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to hold a feminine pole. So it's Mm -hmm. completely possible for someone to be a female and and hold a masculine pole. Um, And what does that mean, hold a masculine pole? So I call it like, like a mask, like what is your true essence? Like what is your true essence? What is, what is the deepest desires of your heart, whether that be, um, whether you're male or you're female to want in a partner? Um, so if, and, and again, identifying who you are on the inside right now, if you are a female and you're like me, you may have been a high achiever in your past, or mm-hmm. you may have, are in a work environment where you do have to act very masculine, but what happens when you come home? How are you, um, how are you relating to yourself and your, um, you know, your push and your drive at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where people tend to be off balance and the what I, from what I've seen as it relates to their true essence. So for me, um, for a long time, you know, you'll hear people talk about this, like uh, uh, women wearing a masculine mask, again, mm-hmm. which society and, and women as, as, you know, as a gender – have gone a, like done a lot of work within society on becoming equals with men, you know. Mm-hmm. So in mm-hmm. some ways, we do have to adapt in work environments. Um, more of a masculine. I think that's changing. If you want, to, if if you want my opinion, but I think for now, I think you know, success feels like masculine, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. drive, goal, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. It does not serve the woman who is truly feminine to come into relationship with masculine drive, right? Mm -hmm. So we will see this. um, I, you know, I see it with my clients on dating apps is that we know what we want, right? And we want, you know, we want to maybe again, be chased or we want to, we want them to hurry up and ask us out, Right. And the when we're holding the feminine pole and we're dating, and this is very, again, this is very nuanced, but some people will say, oh, the woman should just have to just sit back and wait. Mm-hmm. And I don't subscribe to that. I do not mm-hmm. subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. I subscribe to the fact that a woman in a dating relationship should be an invitation for the man to step forward. Right. And that's different 
it's nuanced, but it's different than just sitting back at the back of the club with your arms crossed, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, and so the way that she presents herself in a dating relationship is open to receive. Am I ready to receive you based on my values, based on who I am? Mm-hmm. And the way that I figured out that I, my true essence was feminine because I did honestly think that my true essence for a long time was masculine because I was in this space of like wanting to achieve and I still am. So let me just put that there. Just because that Mm -hmm. I'm in my true feminine does not mean that I want to achieve, does not mean that I don't have goals, but I go about them differently now because I'm able to flow. I'm able to like, to, to decide what's, you know, what's good with who's good for me, like in client relationships, how Mm -hmm. I delegate my time, how, you know, there's just so much that goes into it. It's so like deep and layered. Um, But if, you know, when I'm holding my feminine pole, the attraction is for someone that's holding the masculine pole, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what, you know, like that is where the, the attraction and the magnetism comes in. Right. And most women, if they're honest, they want men to hold the masculine pole. Mm -hmm. But can us, can we as women let them? Can Mm -hmm. we be open to being who we are and let them? And I see this a lot like in the chill woman archetype. Yeah. Um, Yeah. In the chill woman archetype, she like, again, she really, really wants connection. Freak, yes. I love connection too. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I'm able to now, I feel the feminine is very discerning as well, like almost this like queen energy where she's able to like, to serve herself in the most like, like, uh, the most like self-honoring of ways. And she's able to quickly discern who is right for her and who is not. Mm -hmm. So, um, when it comes to dating, the polarity piece is super important because, the longer that we can hold this tension in me standing in my feminine pole and then the, my my supposed partner standing in the masculine pole, the mm-hmm. longer that we, we can hold this tension, the longer that we have attraction before, se- before sex, right? Oh. So, so it gets really juicy in there, but it's sometimes really hard if we're looking at the different archetypes. The chill woman will go to sex first. The fortress woman will find fault really quickly with with the other person Mm -hmm. the goddess probably you know for whatever reason this push pull she finds it hard to find time to Mm -hmm. you know to show interest with this person does that help in the dating context yeah like what questions do you have well so i'm really (laughs) interested you you talked a lot about it with um uh, like a a man and woman but what about uh, when it's a, a attraction with um you know let's say we we have um a lesbian relationship to women mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe they, they both have a more masculine uh, polarity. How does that change the way they approach mm. dating versus, you know, a heteronormative relationship where they have that masculine feminine? Yeah, that's a great question, Paige. I'll be, you know, I would say those types of relationships are a little bit outside my scope of practice. Um, Mm -hmm. I do focus more on heterosexual relationships, but I can, from what I've studied and from the people that I know personally, Mm -hmm. the, the, the pull is the, the need and the, the, um, not the need, but like the, the importance of people holding different poles is still relevant. So 
what you know if it's say um we're talking about a, a woman seeking a woman right mm-hmm. um one of them will probably be more feminine i mean in, in a healthier dynamic or um and and then the other one would would be more masculine in nature in essence right mm-hmm. so um again like a little bit outside my scope of practice but the concept still applies does that yeah. make sense yeah yeah like it can still i mean it- they're two people so it still works yeah and the way that like one of my mentors the way that he helped me decide on who I was again if if you you know if you go back to who I I not was but where I was focused on at the time was very masculine feeling the way that he helped me determine kind of where I was with my essence and my pole was like do you like, would you rather 51% of the time, would you rather have someone come behind you and cuddle you and protect yeah. you and hold you? Or yeah. would you rather be the one that's protecting? So oh, I love that. yeah, yeah. So it helped me be like, oh, no, no, no. Like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely the person that wants to be coming up from, you know, like behind or forward or however you feel comfortable of, of being protected and held. Now yeah. I can be the I can be the big spoon, y'all. But fifty one percent of the time, at mm-hmm. least, I would like mm-hmm. to be the little spoon. Yeah. Right. So if that helps at all with kind of identifying um, where you might be, and then there's mm-hmm. work. You know, there's work to be done with. Well, how you know I get I get the question a lot. Well, how do I be more feminine? And some people teach like. Some people teach, oh, just be more feminine, you know, just just wear the jewelry, just, um, mm-hmm. you know, get your boobs done, y'all. There are so many people that I know that have gotten their boobs done because they want to be a woman that have got them, got them out, mm-hmm. right? So it's more than just a something that you do. Something it's something, Yeah, and it's something mm-hmm. that you learn how to be, which yeah. is all the – again, like I talk so much about authenticity, but it's all about – becoming our authentic selves, whether that be in dating or whether that be relationship. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I know we are coming close to our time today, but is there any last thing that you want listeners to know who are mm. in that dating phase or, you know, seeking love that is right for them? Yeah. Oh, I love this question. Thank you so much for the time. And then, you know, we're going through all the, the all the tech issues, but we're still here because we have regulated nervous systems and we're good. <laughs> um, yeah, a few things. Um, I always like to offer, you know, like I talk a lot about a stuff stuff and people feel called out for the most part. So I want to say I'm with you. Um I have a method that I like to call the love method for, for, and I can go through it quickly here, but it's for being a magnet that we're talking about for epic love. Um, and it's an acronym. So L is look at your patterns as information, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you feel called out, if you feel like, oh, that's me, I'm, um, you know, every few months I get on the dating apps and then I get frustrated and then I delete them and then I get frustrated and I delete them. Um, if Pat, like what I like to say is that if you're seeing a pattern that's happened three or more times, there is something, there's an opportunity there for healing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. I work mostly with people who have already done a lot of healing, like who have been to therapy or have had coaching containers in the past. I tend to get people at the deeper end of the spectrum because that's where I go if you can't tell. But the first, the first point of that is like looking at your patterns as, as information, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other part of that is, is the O, which is open up to a better way. Um, I get it all the time. Like, why is dating so hard? Why is dating so hard? 
Um, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. If anything, I, what I what I hope people draw from this conversation is that there is a better way. There are ways that you can present yourself, and it's not. The dating advice out there sometimes really gets me, like gets my juices flowing because sometimes mm-hmm. I think it's so um, impersonal. It doesn't value your experience. It's like, oh, you know, change this and make your dating profile this and all this other stuff. And that can feel, I mean, does that work? No, it doesn't work. It, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like it's the energy that you put out there and there is a better way of doing things. Like the magnetism that I'm talking about, girl, I am not – I'm unique, but I'm not special. The stuff that I have been through, mm-hmm. the pain that I've had in my in my past, um, this is all possible, really, for anyone. And the the V in that in that equation is value your energy. Yes. And what do I mean by that? When are you going on the apps? Are you going at the stoplight? Are you looking at the apps at the stoplight and you're swiping? Mm. Are you bored? Are you watching TV and swiping? Are you how are you messaging people? Mm-hmm. Where is your energy when you're engaging with with this this app? What I've found with my experience and with my clients is that if you are bored, if you're swiping, if you're looking for the next best thing, if you're not consciously engaged in this energy, then that is the output that you will receive. Mm-hmm. So value your energy. Um, the other aspect and the last aspect of this would, would be engage from your true essence. Like value your energy, engage for your wow. tr- from your true essence. Now, if you don't know what that is, text or not text me, but you know, reach out online to Instagram. Um, see what you know. I have a lot of free trainings, and I'll talk, we'll talk about that too. Um, there's a lot of of misinformation out there, in my opinion. I'm not saying I'm the only one. And um, I know I can offer value for you. So engage from your true essence. Find out what that is. Do you like to be the big spoon or the little spoon 51% Mm -hmm. of the time? And what does that look like for you? So -hmm. if you are out there dating, if you are on the apps, um, try your best to figure out what that means for you, right? Mm -hmm. For you, not for other people. Yeah, that was great. That was – Okay. So you have a lot of <laughs> offers. It sounds like you do one-on-ones and now you're saying you're creating some group programs. Can you tell listeners what yeah. um, they might be able to find by, uh, you know, that, that you have out there already? Yeah, totally. Thank you, Paige. Um, when is this? I forgot to ask you before. When is this airing? Probably um, sometime in February, maybe mid-February. Okay. Um, so by mid-February um, – so I do, I do free trainings um, once every couple months. Um, okay. I have a free training coming up on February 3rd, so it doesn't seem like that that will be um, mm. within that time window. Yeah. So by by mid-February, around Valentine's Day time, y'all, mm-hmm. um, my one-on-one program will be open at that time for enrollment. And there are – like I'm really getting cl- – Again, like we're talking about protecting our energy, I'm getting very close to um, having my one-on-one program fill fill up, and it's called Mm -hmm. Date with Authenticity. Um, There are uh, very specific requirements um, within that program of who might qualify, and you'll see all of that information come up on Instagram um, when when this releases. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, come follow me on Instagram um, if you like, and we can we can engage or just drop in my DMs. What's your Um, handle? I'm at 
Yeah, I'm at Lily, L-I-L-L-I, V as in boy, E-W-L-E-Y. So a feminine and masculine dating coach. And I'd love to hear from you what connects and what doesn't. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about your expertise with dating. And hopefully someone got a little bit of information on how to help their own dating life today.